0: So um, do people still make New Year's resolutions, or is that already long gone? You know, it used to be what people did. they would um, basically have some kind of idea about, I need, I need to be a better me. And so we would sort of like, they would, actually some people would think in it beforehand what they're going to do, and then they, they really resolve themselves that, okay, I'm really going to do this. And they make some sort of resolution to do something that's going to be some form of self-improvement generally. And, of course, that's always going to impact others. And then we attempt to sort of go with that. And many people find that the New Year's resolutions don't last very long. We get a little way down the track and kind of fall over. Go back to where we came from, where we've been. But it's kind of an interesting idea because it speaks to something that is very foundational in the yoga philosophy. They have a term, swabhava. This term literally means my nature, my nature. But there is a very quite profound recognition of the fact that we have two two natures, a higher nature and a lower nature. The higher nature is referred to as sat, sat svabhav. And the lower nature is called asat, svabhava. And what it speaks to is this great need, this great need for us to become more connected to our true and eternal spiritual self, our true and eternal spiritual nature, when we are immersed in that true spiritual nature, that is where it becomes possible to experience not just a harmony, but a form of deep peacefulness and happiness that is something that everybody is kind of looking for and has difficulty acquiring in this world. This lower nature that we have, it's kind of like, well, are we schizophrenic? What's going on? How come there's like two two natures and these natures seem to be somewhat competing. One is referred to as a higher nature, one is referred to as a lower nature. The foundational understanding of this demarcation line has to do with who I actually am. Since time immemorial, the great saintly teachers have understood that the vast majority of humanity is living in a very strange place, like profoundly strange place, that is not helping us That strange place is this idea that the body that I'm wearing around is me. The mind, which is filled with all kinds of things, often not very good things, tends also to cover, utterly cover, my true spiritual identity. And we, we just wander through this life, we wander through many lifetimes, utterly absorbed in this temporary shell as being me. I identify as man or woman, I identify as being a Kiwi or an Asian or from Africa. I really deeply cling to this idea that this is who I actually am, and this is what I need to get in touch with. That is never going to end well. (laughs) If we go down that road, it's never going to end well. I mean, you just look at the natural progression of life in this body. I'm already absolutely stunned. I mean, I'm well over my mid-60s. And it's like, what the hell's going (laughs) on? It's not fun anymore. Once you get over middle age, it is not fun. You spend as much time being old and decrepit as you spent being young and vigorous. When, I mean, it's an astonishing thought. When I, when I was, you know, my body was much younger, I would look around at old people. It was like they were another species. And my grandfather would say things to me or my grandmother when we were young. And it was kind of like, you know, I just couldn't even picture that they used to be young. You know, they were old and smelly. (laughs) And it's just like, you know, hey, that's where it's going. And the youthfulness where you had a healthy body you tied your self-worth to what this body looks like you know how quickly that unravels when everything starts going south and it starts you know you can't stay trim any longer and everything's heading for the floor and I'm creaking and groaning around the place, and then your digestion's not working like it used to, and you can't sleep as well as you used to, and you start getting all kinds of, and, and it's just like becomes progressively more of a struggle. Do not, do not fall into the illusion that if my body is young and healthy and attractive today that it's going to stay that way. No, this is a small snapshot in time. And all you have to do is go and spend a little time with people in an old age home or with your own grandparents or parents spend some time showing compassion and care and realize this is where it's all heading. So we have this like, we're in this conflicted situation where I'm clinging to these ideas that this body is me. I'm seeking to fulfill my deeper, what is actually a spiritual need for happiness and for love through a vehicle that is temporary in nature and impermanent, and I'm doing that with others who are in the same situation. It's kind of like People still dancing on the deck of the Titanic. Right? It's okay, we've just hit an iceberg. This boat is unsinkable. Let's keep dancing. Let's keep parting. Let's pretend this is not going to end badly. Life and human life is a great treasure. It is an opportunity for full spiritual emancipation, to become liberated from all pain, from all fear, from all unhappiness, and to taste and experience deep and abiding spiritual love. This is actually what human life is meant for. Everything else should be just, you know, keeping a little money in the pocket, keeping some food on the table, taking care of the responsibilities that come from living in a society, in a family, etc. Our focus has to be on something that is more abiding, that is actually real that is going to last. This is our eternal well-being. Now, earlier on I I mentioned that we have two natures. I, I will just refine that statement. We actually only have one nature, our true spiritual nature. We have adopted a temporary and illusory nature. And that is why in Sanskrit it is referred to as Asat, Asat bhava. Asat means it is untrue. It is a lie. And yet we have the entire human race pretty much absorbed in that false idea. And from it springs conflict, springs war, springs political division, springs different types of abuse, physical, mental, sexual. From it springs the tendency to exploit. This all comes from this asat this false or temporary nature that we are clinging to and holding to be us. The purpose of all spiritual undertaking is to again regain that which we have temporarily lost to put us in touch with our true and eternal spiritual nature and identity, so that we may come to the position, our rightful position, our rightful spiritual position, this eternal spiritual position. In this current period of time, there is no more powerful and efficient and effective means to bring about this transformation and this experience, this realization, self-realization, than the use of mantra, spiritual sound, transcendental sound. In receiving mantra, the Vedas speak about how one should receive it in order to experience the full potency. It is not just some external sound. Anybody here a computer programmer or computer engineer? What, what is the way in which information is stored and processed? How is it broken down? It's a binary system. You have a zero and a one. That's it. Nothing more. The whole thing. You can sit in front of your computer and think that you are hearing all these sounds, and seeing pictures, and having all this experience. But ultimately, it just breaks down to two types of information, numeric information, a one and a zero. And depending on how those are processed, things are created. This world in which we live is very similar and our experience of it is very similar. This world is not my home. This body in which I am residing is not me. I will not find complete happiness In worldly experience. I can stimulate my senses and have different kinds of sensory experience and stimulation, and because I get locked into it, I think that that is happiness. But once I've passed it, it leaves me in the same place. I'm still alone in my bed at night, alone and lonely empty, agitated, wanting something more in my life. I can have a family around me. I can have someone really nice. I can have a wonderful relationship with someone and still have the same experience. That is because when we become completely absorbed in this world as everything, or think that it is going to provide me everything I need, I'm sorry, that is not true. That is not reality. Reality is another spiritual experience where I come to know my true nature, and the most effective, efficient way to do this is by receiving these spiritual sounds from an empowered source, and then taking them into my heart, they transform me. They make it so the outer layers and ideas that have been covering me for so long gradually dissolve. They become thinner, and my true spiritual nature begins to manifest. And I begin to experience the reality of a spiritual life, a spiritual existence, spiritual blissfulness, and spiritual love. Wow, that's really serious! <laughs> Was that too serious for the new year? I'm sorry, I I, I probably only, I I don't do the light and fluffy stuff. It causes me enormous distress how in the world today so many people talk about yoga and spirituality. And all that trying to do is enhance their experience of this world that is inherently corrupt it doesn't do anybody any good yeah you can get all focused and you know get spaced out and get stoned and have unlimited amounts of sexual experience eat all this wonderful stuff you still end up in the same place you still end up cut off you or you don't end up, you remain cut off from your deeper spiritual nature, your identity, your real being. So I, I, I'm sorry, I'm not very... Um, they got PC, do they have YC, yoga correct? Because I don't buy into all the fluff. You know, the unicorns and the rainbows and butterflies, and you know, that's that is so far from what yoga really is, and it misleads people. So, we're not promoting absorption in this world, nor are we saying you need to reject it and turn your back on it. No, we need to build. And have a very healthy and balanced perspective of our life. And we need to be spending as much time, the time that we spend in maintaining the body and bodily experience, experiences within this world, we should be putting as much focus into the discovery of our eternal spiritual identity. This is the only way that you will find happiness. It is the only way you will live in this world and experience a deep peacefulness. And when it comes to the time that you will leave this body, your death is nothing. It's just something that you go through, like taking off your clothes and dropping them on the floor when you step into the shower. You don't Freak out, you just drop them there. That's it, done. That's going in the laundry. I'm in the shower. In the same way, a person who has developed spiritually is able to just take off the outer garment and leave it at the time of death and move on. No big freak out, no big fearfulness, no tizzy to be thrown, it's okay, relax. We're all going there. Nobody escapes this event. So what I would ask of you, if you will allow me to ask of you, that a new year has begun. If we could become resolved, To move towards uncovering our true and inner spiritual nature and identity. We will be doing ourself and others great good. There is a process for doing this, and we will be offering um, through this year a number of different courses and maybe one day retreats on how a person can begin this process and successively move down this spiritual path. And so we will be letting everybody know about that and we'll be inviting you to to participate. Okay? Thank you very much. Does anybody have a question? do want to ask that guy any question. <laughs> uh, thank you very much. You. So... Um, we'll sing this... Um, Om Hari Om. Om, it can reference the highest truth. Some people may even say it can be used or understood as like, O Lord. Hari means He who removes from my heart the burden of loneliness, the pain of material existence, fearfulness, things that bring darkness into my life. So when one hears and repeats this mantra, one is asking to become spiritually enlightened.